0: Welcome to the Creekwood Church podcast. Creekwood is growing and we are so excited about the Future West Campus. If you're interested in learning more about the building project, visit creekwoodchurch.com slash beyond or click the beyond button on the Creekwood Church app. We hope this message inspires and encourages your faith. You guys ready to start this brand new series? Okay, four people are ready. Uh, I got my work cut out, but we are going to be talking about simplifying our lives. Let's say that together. Simplify. Why don't you turn to your neighbor and tell them you need to simplify. You need some simplicity in your life. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about what does it look like for us to have some simplicity in our life. And, um, you know, automatically when you, you hear that we're talking about simplicity and simplifying our lives, you automatically think, well, he's gonna talk about a lot of the, the junk that my husband has out in the garage, so I'm glad we're here. <laughs> and uh, um, we're, we're talking about uncluttering our lives and um, we automatically go to, you know, that, that relative or that person that you are like, I don't know how to tell them, but they are creeping in on borderline hoarders. How many of you know people that um, you are like, they are getting real close. I don't know if they could be on that show, hoarders. Uh, But it's like they are just full of clutter. And automatically, we want to think that this is about our stuff or this is about material things and that we need to go clean out our our closets or clean out, get rid of a bunch of stuff. But really over the next few weeks, it's going to be different because we're going to be talking about the clutter that you have in your soul. And what does it look like for us to experience simplicity inside of our souls? I think that a lot of us collect clutter inside of our souls and we don't even know that it's out of control. I'm sure you've seen the, the um, show on A&E, the series Hoarders. How many of you guys have seen that show? Um, isn't it hard to look away? Like you want to change the channel so bad, but it's like, oh my word, what happened to them? So much clutter. And we've got a couple pictures that I want to show you um, that are from the show that it 's just really sad, and you look at at what and you can just kind of flip through a lot of these pictures and you know when you watch this show, your heart just goes out to the people that that are caught up in this, and that they 're hoarding all of these things in. That that they come across in their life throughout the years, and sometimes you know I've seen them where that you know somebody that's trying to do intervention with them, they'll pick up a wrapper a, a, a that it that was from a, a popsicle, and and they're like, I can't get rid of that. That was my son or my daughter's when they were little, and now they're thirty years old, but they're still holding on to that. And it's really sad to see what happens to a lot of people's lives. Physically, they just start to accumulate clutter. And, and there's a lot of different reasons why people become hoarders. But um, I, I was thinking about this when it comes to this series that we're starting today that I think that a lot of us have become hoarders spiritually in our souls, that our souls are full of clutter, and that what we need to do is unclutter. Our souls. That just like you can look at some of these rooms that we saw in the picture that a lot of us maybe possibly our souls look like that. There's just a lot of clutter and the problem with simplicity and if you wanna write this down is the problem with simplicity is, is that it's not simple. If we are going to declutter our souls we're gonna to have to make hard, deliberate decisions to let it go. And isn't it true that it's hard to make a decision to let things go in our heart and our souls because we have kind of convinced ourselves, just like when you watch that show, those people believe they can't live without it. And they see that part of their life and they're like, you know what? Um, I need this. And you know, one of the things that I've discovered when it comes to, you know, when we start to accumulate all of this stuff and all this clutter in our lives and in our souls is that when you have too much of, of things in your life and too many things around you, and this is true it, probably in your closet, think about your closet right now, isn't it true that in your closet, if you have too much, you can't find what you have? You're like, I'm looking for those, that one shirt, that my favorite shirt, and I can't find it. You know it's in there among the thousand shirts that you have. Clutter creates loss. When you've got too much clutter, it, it begins to create loss. So we're gonna talk about that. What, what does it look like? What, our, what does our life look like when our souls are so full of clutter, they're so full of things that we have accumulated through our life and we don't even recognize, like on that show, we don't even recognize that the, the clutter that has been accumulated inside of our souls that it's actually defined our identity. And what does it look like for our souls to have this simplicity about it? And I wanna start today by looking at Psalms one thirty nine fourteen. If you wanna turn there, if you've got your Bibles, hope you brought them, Uh, or if you are are following along on your phone, app, whatever, it's also gonna be on on the screen, you can follow along. Psalms 139. The psalmist is making a declaration. He says this. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made Wonderful are your works, my soul knows it very well. He says, I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, my soul knows it very well. And I think that a lot of us, when it when it comes to our our, our life, and you think about how you view yourself. And one of the things we don't understand is that we are, a bo- we, we are not a body with a soul. We are a soul with a body. Your soul is very important. And your belief of, of what, what you believe about your life and, and what you have begin to believe about your soul, it begins to dictate how you behave in your life. And this Psalm, verse 14, it says, I praise, you for, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. I, I praise you because I am wonderfully made. Notice this, that the psalmist is not talking about the nature that God has created, the mountains, the ocean. He's talking about himself, that I am wonderful because God created me. God created you. But do you know that the clutter of your life, the clutter of the shame, the clutter of all the things that happen in your life begin to clutter and, and pile up all around your soul that after a while you don't really believe that you are wonderfully made. See, one of the things that that happens in our lives is that we start to try to identify ourselves, and this is where we get in trouble. We try to identify ourselves in our lives, and our soul has been so cluttered through all of our experiences in our life. Do you know that it starts even as when you were a kid, you are taught that external, your identity, Is all about your external. And so what happens is you begin to to work on all the external and you forget about all the stuff, all the clutter that starts to pile up inside of your soul. And see, one of the things that begins to happen is that somewhere along the line, you start to recognize that all the clutter of your life and your soul has started to create an identity that's false. It started to create this identity that is false and it's the job of the enemy to not let you see that you are wonderfully made. I love the declaration of the psalmist that he says, for I am fearfully. The word fearful here translated, it's it's incredibly. In other words, he's saying, I am incredibly and wonderfully made. Can you say that about yourself? Like, I am wonderfully made. Say that with me. I am wonderfully made. Say it again. See, a lot of us don't believe that. We don't believe that, and, and here the psalmist is making this declaration that he says, I am fearfully, wonderfully made, wonderful are your works. In other words, God's work, God created you, you're wonderful, but your soul doesn't believe that right now because of all the clutter in your life. See, this begins, it, it originates in this mentality of inadequacy. All of us have this mentality in in us that it starts very early on in our lives that we begin to have these, the voice of inadequacy in our life that we feel like we don't measure up. And you could, I don't know how you would finish this phrase, but, and I'm gonna put it on the screen, I, I am never blank enough. I'm never blank enough i 'm talking about this today because that I think that a lot of us we don 't realize that we have allowed so much clutter inside of our souls that that we don't really believe in ourselves and for us to really believe inside of our souls that I am. I am incredibly, wonderfully made and God creates, what his, his works are wonderful. We don't really believe that. And it says, notice, and if you underline in your Bible, underline this, it says, my soul knows it very well. Does your soul know that? How would you, what would you fill in? I, have, I am never enough. For me, there's lots of stuff that I, w- I would think that I, I could put in there. I I feel like I'm not smart enough, and I know if I said that to you, you'd probably go, "Oh, Pastor, yeah, you're our pastor. You're smart." You know, I just but that's I'm telling you what the, some of the false beliefs that sometimes have has been inside of my soul. I, I feel like I'm not smart enough. I feel like i 'm never enough that that I, I you know and again where where does that start? It starts when we 're kids, and our souls begin that listen the enemy has this strategy to to so fill your soul and and one of the things that you and I keep going back to this show the we probably should have called the, 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 the series Hoarders or something like that. But I keep going back to that, that, that show because one of the things that, that the people that are actually hoarding all this stuff, they don't really recognize and realize the smell. They don't recognize what the clutter is doing and how nasty it is. And a lot of us, we don't really recognize that our souls are, are so cluttered and we don't even recognize how stinky it can be. The anger, the, the resentment, all this stuff, that's how you see yourself as an angry person. You see um, the voice of inadequacy tells you, you know what, you are your past. Some of us in our souls, we believe that, again, the shame that we've experienced in our life, we, we believe this. And so it's just cluttered up your soul, and you don't really believe that you are wonderfully made. Why is this so important? Do you know that if you don't love yourself, you can't love other people? You cannot give away what you don't have. You think about when we judge, it's because we feel judged. When we, when, when we feel shame, what do we do? We, we want to shame everybody else. I was thinking about this, you know, like I am never enough. And, and it's like I could also put in there, you know, like um, I'm, I'm not confident enough. I don't know what you'd put in there. But I think we try to identify ourselves and part of us identifying ourselves is through the clutter in our souls of our experiences in life. And I wanna show you this story of one of the heroes in the Bible and you've, you've probably heard of Moses. Um, we talk a lot about Moses because he's, he was an incredible leader. But Moses, um, you think about what happened in his own life and and really the false beliefs that he had in his soul and all the clutter that was going on inside of his soul. Moses, he's out in the wilderness taking care of sheep. He is, um, he's made some bad decisions, at least in his own mind. He's, he's done a lot of bad things and he's out in the wilderness. He's, he's just kind of out by himself and out of a bush comes a voice of God and God begins to speak to him and tell him, I want you to go and I want you to go help set the Israelites free. And they've been in bondage. They're crying out to me. And, and you've probably heard the story or at least seen the movie before. And it, it's an incredible moment where God is is speaking to Moses because God sees something in Moses that Moses doesn't see in himself. And Moses says this in Exodus chapter three, verse 11. Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And if you want to underline the phrase, he says, who am I? This is the voice of inadequacy. He's like, who am I? Why does he say that? You, you think about it. he. there was not a more qualified person to do what God was asking him to do. He was educated. He grew up in, in, in the palace. He had the best of the best education. He experienced all kinds of different things that, that, that brought him to this moment. Now God's asking him to do something, but he doesn't see it in himself. See, I can tell you that I believe that one of the reasons why he says, who am I? It's because he remembers that as a baby, his mom put him in the river And he was left, and he was found by this princess, the daughter of Pharaoh. And then he, he's probably thinking, I, I'm the guy that murdered the Egyptian because I got so mad about the, the way they were trained. I'm, I'm a murderer. In his soul, he believes he's a murderer. This is why he's saying, who am I? And this is, this is what's happening in a lot of our hearts and in our souls is that we have allowed so much clutter of all of our experiences. See, Moses is not questioning who God is and the power of God. He's questioning who he is. See, I have no doubt that if somebody were to say God's not powerful that you would defend God. I have no doubt today that if somebody says, well, God's not real, that you would defend God and you would say God is real. But are you willing to defend yourself today? Are you at a place in your soul that you can defend who you are in the kingdom of God? As a child of God, can you say, I am a child of God? I know who I am. But see, this only begins to happen when I begin to clear out all the clutter of all of my experiences, of all the junk, all the lies that the enemy has tried to put in my life, of how he's tried to define me in my life. See, when we understand how deep God's love is and how God loves us, it will simplify your life. See, clearing out all the clutter of Christianity so that we can see the love of Christ in our life. Clearing out all the clutter of your life and so you can experience the, the purity of the grace of God. I want you to get this today. I, I know it's, you're like, you know where is he going? What's he talking about today? I, I, I want you to understand something that the clutter in your soul is keeping you from seeing who you are. That the simplicity of the gospel, the simplicity of, of the grace of God, listen to me, the grace of God, you just have to receive it. You are forgiven. You are a child of God today. Too many of us, listen to me, we can all sit around and talk about so many of our childhood experiences that have cluttered up our life. I don't know why this happens, but like when we're in our 20s, we're clueless about it. But it seems like The older we get, the more the layers start to peel away and we begin to see the true damage of all the clutter that we've been carrying around. See, Moses had a decision to make to push out the clutter of all these lies and say, God's hand's been on my life all along. My mom gave me up because she had to. And I bet my mom cried every single night. You know, it's very easy. And again, man, we can kind of form all these... And and I know I'm in in, in a room with people and those of you that are joining us today online that, and maybe you experienced some true abuse in your life. And my heart goes out to you. But there's also the side of that that we can begin to kind of go, well, I man, my, my parents were never there. My dad did this. My dad worked all the time. My mom did this. And we, we kind of begin to form all these things that, that are going on in our head that they're, they're true. And it's clutter in our life. And you know, the enemy wants to make it bigger and bigger and bigger the older you get. Because he doesn't want you to see yourself or who you are. I love what Paul says this in Philippians 4, 13. He says, I can do all things. And I know when I quote that and I say, I can do all things, you automatically want me to finish that verse. But I'm gonna stop right there because I wanna talk about you. Do you believe that you can do all things? Do you believe that you are wonderfully made? That God created you. I'm not talking about all your mistakes. I'm not talking about all the stuff, all the sin in your life that has happened in the past. Do you know that every time you bring up stuff that that has been forgiven, God doesn't remember it? But our souls are so cluttered up, full of, of shame. Our souls are so... Cluttered up with all kinds of experiences that we can't see ourselves for who God is. See, a lot of us again, we feel disqualified. If you want to write this down, some of the lies that have corrupted our souls is you feel like, man, uh, I'm I'm disqualified, or maybe you feel like you're insignificant. Who am I? Do you know, I wish I could stand up here and complicate the love of God, but I can't. I wish I could stand up here as a pastor and try to complicate the grace of God, but I can't. It's simple. There, the simplicity of the purity... God loves you so much. He gave his son for you. And my prayer is that today something inside of you will will bow up inside of your soul and say, I am somebody, I am wonderfully made. God created me. God is the one that made me. The simplicity, listen, I I love simple. Simple. But I forget so many times, and, and again, I think religion, a lot of us in, in, in our quest to try to complicate things, we've taken Jesus plus something else and, and, and added it all up. And we, you know, like, man, I just got to be faithful to church. And it's important to go to church. It's important to serve. It's important to do all those things. But that's not what really defines you. What defines you is what Jesus Christ did on the cross for you. God's grace is simple, but we live in a culture that tries to complicate things. I was thinking about this this last week about how complicated everybody is. Our culture just tries to complicate things and like automatically thought about, you know, isn't it like, is it just me or are the grocery stores just getting too complicated? (laughs) Like, have y'all been in the grocery store in the Kroger in Kennedale? or the one down here, it's too big. I don't wanna, like when I go get groceries, I wanna go get like a gallon of milk. I'm not there to get an outfit. I just wanna go in and get something and get out. And and my wife and I were, we were coming through Cleburne. And I mean, I felt the presence of God. We went in this old Kroger. Do you know they like, they stack your groceries. Like if I don't want to stack my groceries, I'm going to order it online. I don't want to check myself out. It's too complicated. I can't get it and put it in the bag. And like they had the little gumball machines. It was like old school. It it stunk a little bit in there, but it was awesome. I was like, told my wife, I said, now this is what I'm talking about. I love this place. It looked like it and changed from 1970. It was beautiful. And I was like, I, I actually said these words. I told my wife, I said, I'd drive all the way over here to Cleaver and to get groceries just to come in here. Because I don't like going in those big old complicated grocery stores that you got to go. like it's, it's like going into the mall. And I, I, I want to just get this in your soul today that the simplicity of of man, unclutter, get all this junk. You got too much stuff going on inside of your soul. You need to get back to the simplicity of the gospel of what Jesus Christ has done for you. Get back to the grace of God. Get back to this moment where you go, I know that I am forgiven. I love what Psalms 103 verse 12 says, he has removed our sins as far from us as the East is from the West. Is that not awesome? Romans 5, 8 says, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. When you were sinning, you know, you were back at the bar, wherever you were, I don't know, whatever you were doing, Christ died for your sins. He didn't wait till you changed to die for your sins. He he died for you. I want us to do this declaration to get together. I'm put it on the sc- screen, but I, I feel the power of, of how important it is for us to say this out loud today. And uh, I want us to say this today together. In just a few moments, we're going to say this together. But I want to ask our worship team to come back up here, and they're they're going to they're going to play just the acoustical, just a real simple. It is well with my soul, and I'm going to give you an opportunity in just a few moments to just spend some time thinking about your soul today. You know, I, I kept thinking about, you know, so many of us today when we we look at ourselves and... and the inadequacy and the self-esteem and man, you don't feel like a good mom, you don't feel like a good dad. And, and part of that is, is it's like, man, I'll never be a great mom or I'll never be a great dad. Well, in Christ you can be because he's created you. He's the one that has forgiven you. He's the one that gives you the power. I love the rest of that verse, verse 13. It says, I can do all things through him who gives me the strength. That's what's so special about what's going on in your soul is that God's working, but you are wonderfully made. And I believe with all of my heart that today, as as we make this declaration together, I want this to sink deep inside of your soul because I believe that there are people in this room and you have tried so hard in your life. And all the clutter of all the mistakes, all the sin, all the junk, all the rejections, everything, all the dysfunction of our lives has just cluttered up our souls. And and you're just like Moses today. You're like, who am I? And today you're in need of healing in your soul. I want us to say this declaration together. I am strong because God has released me from all guilt and shame. Let's say that again. I am strong because God has released me from all guilt and shame. I want right there where you're at. I'm gonna pray and then they're, they're gonna spend just a few moments Just playing this song, it is well with my soul. Just close yourself in, lock yourself in with God a moment and think about your soul today and think about, man, has my soul just become so cluttered up with insecurities and all of this stuff that when I look at myself, I don't see anybody. you get into the simplicity of the gospel, of the simplicity of the grace of God, you can say, I am somebody. I am somebody today. Father, thank you for your presence today. Thank you, God, that you, oh Lord. God, I thank you, Father, that this moment, God, you are speaking into our lives. God, I pray for healing in our souls today. I pray for those that have allowed rejection through all of these years, God, to just clutter up their souls today. Father, may they be set free into the simplicity of the grace and simplicity of the mercy of God today, the simplicity of the love of God in their lives. Father, we thank you for this. Just listen to this music and close yourself into the presence of God. Thanks for listening. If you like the content of this podcast, you're gonna love our YouTube channel. Subscribe at youtube.com slash creekwoodchurch for video messages and full services uploaded weekly.